Hello, folks. Welcome to Beyond This Earth. Recording this early because it has to be told early. Things may have updated throughout the week, but it's closer to the end of the week than the start. And pretty much we have to go through the numbers in this age of the raven as its wings cover the earth. Again, let us look at the John Hopkins numbers. We're nearly, we're nearing a billion. By the time this is over, we'll be at at least 1.1 million. They're already infected all over the earth, which is 1%, which is nearly 0.7% of the population of the planet. The U.S. now has 226, 374. That's pretty high. Italy at 115,000. Spain at 110 to 38. Korea still stuck at nine. Japan now at 2,000. Now at 2,000. The Philippines deaths just rose to 107 deaths. Japan's deaths at 57. 2,000 at 57. All the others have one. 1,000 each. And as you can see, the epicenter of the pandemic has reached the United States and it, it it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Affecting African Americans more at 47%, surprisingly enough. That's the mobility rate. In the top 10 major cities, it is also affecting the young. I got something from one of the, uh, of a Twitter handle that deals with video games that his cousin who works out every single day never had a problem. He's on a ventilator. He's only 23 years old. We're praying for him as the church is closed. This recording is done on Thursday. According to the John Hopkins University, we're reaching 1 million, as I heard told you before, 50,000 deaths. They lead the world, we lead the world in nearly 2,000, 200,000 confirmed 19 cases. Five, 
1,100 Americans have died from the virus. We're going to focus on the jobless claims. You're not going to believe the numbers. A record 6.65 million people have called for unemployment. That was on top of the record for last week, which was on the 24th, 3.2 million. It is nearly 10 million people out of work. 10 million people out of work. In two weeks. The Democratic National Convention has been postponed until the week of August 17th. Coronavirus cases in Spain has rose above 100,000, as is recorded in its biggest one-day death toll in the outbreak on Wednesday. United Kingdom biggest daily daily jump of deaths. They surprised 2,000. Canada has reached a 1,000 case mark. Pentagon is looking to provide 100,000 body bags and civilians in virus outbreak. The Pentagon is building body bags. Oprah Winfrey has donated 10 million to coronavirus relief efforts. Nurses Union is saying that there has been a lack of preparedness. This is where the job losses hit the state's hardest. New York, obviously. Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Colorado, California, Arizona, Ohio, South Dakota, Indiana, West Virginia, Virginia, Vermont, Hawaii. Those are the ones that were basically hit the hardest. New England's poultry plane uh, transports 1.7 million in five from China amidst Korea's pandemic. Some of them don't work. More ribbing, but this time in a more friendlier tone between the Cuomo brothers. 20 million U.S. workers, on top of the 10 million already called for unemployment, will be laid off. Disaster is coming to this country in a way that we have not seen in in generations, lifetimes, and possibly centuries. We're at the tipping point, boys. Game time is almost here. I feel as though it is hard to imagine that churches would close, the synagogues would somewhat stay open, but some of them are closed, some of them are not. 
The mosques will close. The worship services all over the country will be gone. They cannot pray to their God, to God. The jobs will soon be gone. 26, 30, possibly 40 million Americans with no jobs. A disaster that could have been avoided. A lot of other conservatives are talking about it, that they needed to get people with the mask on to people do their part and live their lives. They're not telling us the truth. That's what I'm basically seeing. Because if they told us the truth, things will can get back into normal. It's not getting back to normal because none of our leaders are telling the truth. None of them are. Not even Trump. Because he's a little lost and he's stunned of what is going on here. Tucker Carlson the other day was talking about immigration in a time of this particular incident, it is going to take a long time for America to even give a chance to any sort of particular incident of immigration. They lost, the Democrat Party has lost 10 polls of their statue, of their statues of how they're going to win elections. It is going to be a very difficult time for them and a difficult time for the party. But the disaster could have been avoided if they had leaders that told the truth and wasn't kowtowing as people are starting to get the hands and handles of this situation towards what is going on with China. It is a disaster that would have been avoided and should have been avoided. But now everybody in different sides are doing mealy mouth arguments. There is no time for mealy mouth arguments when very possibly 45 million Americans will be out of work by the start of May 1st. That is the disaster that is to come. And what could also happen is divorces and baby booms at the same time. Coronavirus baby boom. A lot of them will be raving haired if you want to put it in that particular sense. And you have people that say, how is it that the children are raving haired or have raven eyes or have raven snouts? This don't make no sense. It makes sense if you realize that they named the virus one letter short of the species name of the raven and the crow. That will make it truly understandable. But let's get to what is the biggest news item of the day, of the week, possibly the whole century, when 45 million Americans lost their jobs, possibly due to a biological entity that was misused by the People's Republic of China. And there will be a lot to pay for. And those companies that have worked for China for many years, they will have their money taken away. 
Will we get over this 45 million Americans losing their jobs? I recorded something earlier in the week and this was before the economic numbers came in. A lot of people are beginning to understand and it's not a pretty sight on how human life and human dignity can be taken away and how our work can be subject to the whims of governments and people that have a different way of looking at things that are detrimental to the people they're trying that they voted for. And sometimes we're going to have to be blamed. Razor Fist had said it best when it comes to fear. I'm going to play it for you. I think that in the end of the, the argument, his fear his argument makes sense. As the public cower below desks in fear of a fucking microbe, supplicating nanny government to swap personal liberty for illusory security while asserting the fleeting need of the collective over the permanence of individual rights, all I find myself asking over the past two weeks is, at what point did we as a society fall prey to the delusion that we possess the power to legislate our fears away? Look, I'm aware the danger. I warned you about it months ago. I know what steps must be taken to mitigate the risk. In fact, we're all taking those steps. So now it's time to talk about how an entire generation of crotchety collectivists have been licking their authoritarian testicle steamers in anticipation of a crisis just like the Rona. I mean, I can understand some remote municipality centered out in goat-fuck West Virginia rolling on into the communal 7-Eleven for a town hall meeting only to realize, well, fuck it, Jethro, we done it for goddamn law serial murders. Like, sure, you should probably go ahead and get on that, Festus, but in actual civilization, in the year 2020, over 200 years distant from our nation's founding, are we seriously egocentric enough as a people to believe we've invented new issues that require radical new legislation to address? Even upon closer inspection, most of the so-called new issues are so old they're running on the Democratic presidential ticket. Like, regulating internet piracy? I mean, fuck, it's right there in the name, isn't it? Piracy's nothing new. Back in the day, you swung in on a chandelier and a Fabio shirt and a purple sash and rapiered the fuck out of some a feminine Spaniard. Now you sit in a pleather recliner with a cold domestic beer in one hand and your flaccid schwanz in the other, and the dread pirate BitTorrent does the swashbuckling for you. But the principle's the fucking same, and we've had laws against that shit for literally centuries. So take your SOPA, your PIPA, and whatever other cutesy acronym your draconian horseshit's masquerading as this week and jam it up your narrow asshole. And without question, the epicenter of the feculent maelstrom has got to be New York City, where the world pauses and every Every errant shift in the winds of tragedy to carve the Constitution into an unrecognizable echo of its original import. Yet where tragedy seems to strike to an inordinate degree regardless. As of this recording, the only
only two cities in America where the infection curve for coronavirus is utterly unmanageable are News Jersey and fucking York. Yet the incognizant citizenry continue to labor beneath the delusory belief that they're just one more curtailed constitutional right away from fucking utopia. I mean, regulating fucking drink size, folks. I recognize it's a bit overkill to see a quartet of bipedal sperm whales basting their undercooked tofu-like flesh at the local beach while slurping from a drink the size of a water heater. Really, I do. Yes, it's ridiculous that for 75 cents I can buy a soft drink large enough to lose track of a Malaysian jetliner in, but legally precluding me from drinking what I like? That's not the government's job, so back the fuck off. If I had some spare time I desperately need wasted at the DMV watching foreign fuckwads with fake IDs being handed a driver's license while I take a seat on over the course of four hours actually feel myself fucking age, yeah, I'll give government a goddamn ring, but otherwise, seat your ass in the corner and waste some more taxpayer money on gold-plated baby thermometers for welfare recipients or some shit. And I don't mean to single out government specifically, because as the saying goes, a nation deserves its leaders, and that has never been more true than with the latest brood of hollow men elected to state and federal governments for the sole purpose of catering exclusively to the centrifuge of self-interest that is the psyche of the average millennial American in 2020. I'd love to be pissed at Kirsten Cinema, Bernie Sanders, Nancy Pelosi, or Alexandria Ocasio-Chavez, but I'm far too busy being furious with the motherfuckers who elected these ring rates. When I see the U.S. Senate's approval rating plummet into the single digits and stay there for over a decade, I really have to ask myself what the American fucking public's approval rating is. Quit passing the buck, bitch. You elected these fucking fruits. The core flaw seems to be one of the ageless adversaries of mankind. The immutable reality of our own lack of control over the inevitable and refusal to acknowledge said fact. Some people need to believe that outlawing violent video games would have stopped a mentally ill nut job from shooting up an elementary school. Not because we simply must think of the children, but because the thought of waking up in a world where unfathomable atrocities regularly occur and we can't do a fucking thing about it terrifies them half to fucking death. So they elect a snake oil salesman with a practiced smile and a reassuring tone of voice to foster the illusion of control. They tell themselves that even if we can't control another man's madness, perhaps we can reduce the impact of said disasters by regulating handguns or keeping Call of Duty out of children's hands. No, asshole. The only reason we should keep Call of Duty out of anyone's hands is to spare them the agony of playing the fucking overrated shit piece. And none of that should be regulated by the goddamn government because it is impossible to render an inch under the federales and preclude them from taking the mile they believe they're entitled to. The simple fact is you have no control over anything but your own life. And even that grasp is fairly tenuous. The only certain way of ensuring the soft drink companies don't add one more land whale to the school is by deciding that you yourself will not be counted among them. The only way to ensure one more child doesn't descend into a murderous rampage and turn their school into a Stallone film is by properly parenting your own fucking kids. At first glance, the concept of admitting you have no control over the depraved actions of others or the errant wiles of fate is truly horrifying. But the act of electing a ghoul and a loud tie to put you from that fear is the one sure way of surrendering what marginal measure of control you have over your own fucking lives to begin with. I'm Razor Fist. God fucking speed. Carl Denninger, in a follow-up to what Razorface said, talked about his mother. And his daughter, and they visit their mother, the daughter's grandmother. 
and they visit them and they talk to uh, talk to the mother and they had a nice time there at the diner and all the rest of it. But if it was any, it was a week later or something of that nature, they wouldn't have done it. Basically, he's saying that the governments right now are taking away the right to life, the right to enjoy life. And this was happening and they are monsters. That's what basically Carl Denninger is saying. That is basically what Razor Fitz is saying. And in a way, I'm saying it too. But I have one reservation and one huge reservation because all I've been doing on Guru Gothic on Twitter have been retweeting both sides of the argument. And both sides have some agreements. But something I am beginning to see is that the governments of these of our country and our state and our city are literally not telling us what this what this thing is. Why are they and the, the even the intelligence department is not telling us what this is? Because what I am beginning to see is that one, Matthew Iglesias went and ran interference for his company, Vox, yesterday when he said, we already knew this thing happened. But the internet never forgets. And they retweeted what he said. What his company said that parroting the WHO saying, is this virus commissible or transmissible? to humans on January 27th. Vox, repeating what the WHO said. No. Why didn't Matthew Iglesias lie? That's the reason why I said they're not, the, the, they are not telling the truth to the American people. I get another message concerning the anti-malaria drug, Kisgrondin or what have you, and Z-Pack, which is a zinc pack to make sure that the infection gets through. They've tested this pack on those that have the COVID-19 virus. When they start getting the symptoms, it has worked. Only two people have died. And that's because those two people were done way too late. They are showcasing this. The French government or some aspects of the French Ministry of Health originally put out a statement saying that this particular malaria drug is considered dangerous. Then another Twitter handle said, going from a report that these particular drugs in 
French in French possession were either stolen or missing. That is me. That is what they said on the news report over in France. And they don't have the supplies that they need in order to get this out, plus the Z pack that is also needed. Then we have James O'Keefe coming up and saying, going into his interviews and saying, look, it's just a flu. It's just a flu. And then another one is saying, okay, the media is playing this up to get people riled up and all the rest of these things. I'm getting conflicting stories on what this thing is. They're not telling us this. Then I get another story about the real devastation of this virus. And reports are saying that if the person's asystematic, then the second part of the invention is it goes into the person's spine and then it causes brain damage. If they're hiding that from us, that's the reason why they're doing this shelter in place. One of the possible reasons. Because once they figured this thing out, that this thing causes encephalopathy, possibly brain damage. That's the reason why they put the shelter in place and they're not telling us this. And we're going to possibly find this out way too late before anything said it there and then the disasters really, really go down. This thing causes brain damage. That's what they're saying. I have to get those links for you as soon as I could. Hopefully when I get the, when I upload this to all the podcasts and I'll just upload it and I'll just show you all the data that we have cause this is sickening to me. What I'm seeing is absolutely sickening. 10 million people in America have lost their jobs, 10 million. It's gonna reach 45, 45 million Americans out of work due to a virus is a disaster. I don't care how many times you can spin it all you wanna spin it, this is a disaster. It's a disaster. I wanna read a couple of things from Cole Denninger. You heard from Razorfist, now you're gonna hear from Cole Denninger Enough with the lies, folks. These are not my facts. These are the facts from the NYC Health Department. The daily data summary for the coronavirus disease, COVID-19. Out of 146 deaths, of classified deaths, this is called Denninger writing on the market ticker. 
as of underlying closes in New York, as does for 1.72%, did not have any one or more of these underlying conditions, diabetes, lung disease, cancer, immunodeficiency, that's leukemia, heart disease, hypertension, asthma, kidney disease, GI liver disease. Carl Denninger's father died of heart disease. His mother died of cancer. Aunt Mark, his sister, the sister of the mother, her grand, or the aunt died of kidney disease. Paternal grandfather, the father's side, his grandfather, diabetic and hypertensive, lung disease from smoking. His brain went before the rest of him did, and he spent the last couple of years not recognizing anyone literally, and so on. By this data, only three people over the age of 75 without any one or more of these diseases have died. Three. The only people that should be under shelter in place are those with those many of these listed conditions. Nobody else has any reason to be so-called contained. Anyone that has a condition knows that they do. Then there was last night's Laura Ingham show with an ICU doctor as a guest. He had a decent number of patients who wind up on vents with this virus. Every single one of these people were overweight or obese or diabetic or pre-diabetic. Every single one. The doctor has now admitted all treating all patients with hydrochloroquine and Z-Pack, that's zinc pack. And since starting that program, in many in the mission, he says he has not have one person wind up on a ventilator. Antidote, yes. 100% unacceptable without a double blind study. May I remind you that to do that study, you have to kill people since you will co-sign some of of people to not get the drug and they will wind up on vents and die. Why would any sane human being will want not that count to be zero? If you do not instantly demand this happen across the whole medical system everywhere in the United States, you are a murderous monster and deserve a Nuremberg style outcome when we are done with this. And by God as my witness, you're going to get one too. This is Deniger saying this. Are there any healthy at any size screamers left or are you all on vents with most of you dying? Would anyone like to argue about the facts about this anymore? I have been on this kick since 2011, raising hell about it. I was on that track to become diabetic or pre-diabetic and obese as well. He no longer is. Gee, that was a choice. Guess what? He's now dramatically lowered my list of winding up dead if and not when he gets the virus. I do not owe you literal imprisonment in my home because of your voluntary choice. But for those of those who didn't make that choice, we have options. We have apparently effective treatment. We know what it is. It won't work for everyone, but it sure looks like it does work for all. Almost everyone. 
If we use it, then poof goes the overload claims and thus goes poof. There's any and all justification for the shelter in place, lockdowns, and other manners of BS. If our governments, including governors and others, do not act immediately to make same available through whatever means necessary and lift said shelter in place and lockdown orders, they are murderous monsters. Every single last motherfucking one of them. They are now engaged in false imprisonment, otherwise known as kidnapping, and doing so at the point of a gun, since they are threatening sanction, including arrest for knowingly bankruptcy policy they are creating by their own hands and the resulting of the intentional death of people who do not need to die. These governors and our president did not create this virus. But we can stop nearly all persons who get this virus from needing invasive medical treatment. Indeed, we can prevent nearly all of them needing a hospital at all. The evidence is clear and it must be taken right now, right here, today. There will be a few less that die from the side effects. There will be few of those who can't take the drug due to known interactions. There will be few who will die because the drugs don't work. But there will be no overloads, no mass death, and the pattern will stop. Will not. Because we cannot stop the virus. It is a virus. It doesn't care if you're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, or what the fuck have you. It is a virus. We will all get it. And likely or not, you will have to accept that. But we know how to stop progression to severe disease if most, if not nearly all cases. The actual emergency, such as it ever was, is over now. Not two weeks, not three, not six, not six months, not 18 months, not two years, right now. We also know that people, having people with COVID in a hospital that is not a dedicated facility to handling the COVID leads directly back to community spread. In other words, the hospitals are spreading the virus. He said this for a while. The data made it clear, and I was called called all sorts of names by the so-called heroes. We're calling them the carpet one of the like and not the only largest vectors for this disease spread. Now, Italy's medical department, medical services, medical, uh, uh, and, and, um, the, the medical uh, entities are admitting this. COVID patients and by extension, the providers dealing with them must be in entirely separate facilities period, end of discussion, and treating patients must be either several converted, having antibodies and dust immune, or must remain in isolation until they either have the antibodies several converted, or the outbreak is over. China knows this, and they have done it. We must also do the same. How do we avoid locking in medical workers who are sure will threaten to quit if we did to the extent possible keep the patients out of the hospital by testing them immediately 
and putting on the hydrocholine and the ZPAP protocol and immediately sending them home for self-quarantine so they don't get into the hospital and contaminate anyone who isn't positive, who then contaminates everyone else in the community. Again, there is no lockdown required. Telling high-risk people that shuttering in place is a good idea is obvious. It violates nobody's liberties and rights. It instantly stops the destruction of the economy. It also stops screwing with those that are in their last year of their life out of ordinary and routine social pleasures that all human beings have a right to. And for those people, that is not a deferral as they are going to die before you could apologize and make it up to them. The madness must stop and end now. We know how to manage this outbreak. Those in the medical and political field who continue to co-sign people to die from this moment forward are refusing to do these things right here, right now, along with lifting the shelter in place and lockdown orders, which are killing people on purpose and must be held accountable for doing so. These changes must happen right here, right now, today. Ask yourself this question before we get to the very long segment that we're going to do. Ask yourself this question. How are you going to gain back 45 million jobs? They're not just going to come back. At best, they're going to get at least three back, three million back of this. That means 40 million. That's at least 41 million Americans out of work. There ain't enough Patreons on this fucking planet for all of them. Yeah, a lot of them are going to be out. Oh, we're going to get bringing some of the manufacturing back. Some of them will change positions, all the rest of it. All oh, the colleges and all the rest of these things and whatnot. A lot of them are going to have to do some cleaning to clean out all the rest of it to make sure that you could have reinfections and all the rest of these things because they're not telling the truth about this particular virus. We have recent reports now saying that now the UN has to come in and start asking questions, but somehow, somehow, why is it that the liberals get, the, the, the actual leftists like Mark Ames and all the rest of them get to be proven right time and time again? Why? Because it comes out to the point where the Dominican Republic now has the Security Council meeting rights for the UN. And the Dominican Republic now is going to start to call meetings on the COVID-19 epidemic, pandemic. The United States and China are blocking it. Why is the United States, the country now with the most COVID-19 infections around the world, and China are blocking this information out? They only need seven. They're going to get the seven because somebody's going to answer questions. Let it not be what it is, what it is. Now, why are they blocking this? This is the international body that needs to figure out what the hell in the what the hell is going on. And they need to figure out why. And now 
It's being blocked. Questions are going to be answered and they're going to be answered soon. And they're not going to like the answers and people are going to start bitching. We're now at a million. Exponential rates are going to go up. Logarithmically, it's going to 2.1, 3.6. Who knows where it goes? Coming up next, it's about solutions. We'll be back right after this on Beyond This Earth. Hello, folks. Welcome to Beyond This Earth. We are talking about solutions today. Um, but for, but in, in one sense, we have to talk about observations and many observations in turn. And those observations have to be mentioned in that particular sense. We're in a point of the crisis where things could get really bad. And we've seen the studies, we've seen all the rest of these things and whatnot. But one of the things I have made sure, both in the former show that I did and this show Beyond Deserve, is that all I do is observations. I'm not a guru. I'm not all these particular things. I just give you information and you must make sure that you make the right decisions on this information. There is, and information is neutral, usually, usually. But there are certain things that I completely disagree, disagree with and must be made known why I made those disagreements and why I do not like certain things that that's the that's human we all do this we're human we have to we have to make those choices we have to make those decisions i think one of the things that people need to also recognize is that we have become way too enamored with the whole guru thing as it were and we need uh, newer experts and all the rest of these things and whatnot. I'm going to keep this as, as short as possible because I think that a lot of these things have to be seen for one, for themselves and to make notes about them and to make the correct decisions about each of these particular things and whatnot as well. When this tragedy finally expires, and it could be July, June, what have you. It could be June, July, August, it doesn't matter. When this expires, and when we get into September, 
And when they are trying to rebuild everything and clean everything out, which they will do all across the country, which will bring even more cost to this society, the cleanup of everything and the reopening of not only the schools for a while, but of the educational system, of the entertainment, of all these things. The American people are going to be in a step process of looking over their leadership. And those that have already been on the left are going to go further left. Those that were been on the right are going to go further right. That's an observation I'm seeing. The key when it comes to the election, and I'm talking about the election now, is that does Biden stay in the re- does Biden stay in and his old and his issues with his mental health and all these other things become a factor? Now, if it, now if this thing ends earlier, we might see an opportunity where this thing is going to happen and whatnot. Okay, we might see that Bernie gets screwed out of it because of Medicare for all which will become even greater calls for Medicare for all. And they are going to see some amazing things in that particular sense on the, on the negative side of this particular story with Medicare for all. Do not expect that particular bill to go through. It's not going to happen. What is happening, and certain Twitter people are saying this in the capitalistic side of things, is that capital is starting to realize that whether if it is a system of invisible hand or all the rest of these things, capital is starting to realize that the information human beings are giving out is suspect. That's what basically these Twitter people or these Twitter handles are saying now on the somewhat darker light and middle day. They're saying basically on their on their on on their timelines that. The information that is given to the market, no matter from which country, is deeply suspect and cannot be trusted. And what is happening is, is that the economic disaster that I talked about way back when becomes more it has now been apparent and now will become more apparent by 2021. So for all, everybody that has been playing games about this issue, it ain't going to matter in the end of the final analysis. They said this in a video for Robert Kizuki's 
Rich Dad Poor Dad podcast that they even said this that the coronavirus thing will fizzle out around April, the end of April. The cleanup starts in May. They reopen in June. When June comes around, people gonna start asking very dark questions about their society. And those dark questions will reveal themselves the next year around. And it is going to be apparent. And John Michael Greer has been talking about this. It is going to become apparent that there is going to be a revolt against those that are in the elite class. And there are going to be backstabbings on every single end of the elite class. One's going to backstab one, the other one backstabs the other, and all the rest of these things. And then, I don't want to say this, but it will, but this is an observation, a gigantic observation I am beginning to see. The sports world took a hit. Not a significant hit, but a hit. They're going to start complaining about all these things that sports and all the rest of these things couldn't save this plant, couldn't save this country day. Some of the sporting entities in this country are going to fail. And if you are in the women's soccer movement and all the rest of these things, you are a unnecessarily casualty of this particular event of the COVID-19 virus. You're only going to field Olympic and World and, and, and World Cup teams. You're not going to have a women's division. You're not going to have a women's division that's going to compete with the MLS in America. It's going to be coincide with the MLS in America. Unless, and let me make this very clear, unless MLS expands much larger, and I mean gets NFL-type money, there will be no women's soccer league. That's just one example of the things that's going to happen in the sporting industry. Another thing that's going to happen in the sporting industry is with the NFL and college bat football. Now, college football is not under the NCAA rules. The NCAA rules stated that March Madness is canceled. All their winter and summer, all their winter, summer, and spring championships have been canceled, which means they are closed until the end of next year, until the end of this year. They're closed. They're not doing shit. College football is under completely different rules. Completely different rules. Now, depending on what happens in with the coronavirus and all these other things, the NFL and those in the college football ranks, I'm talking sports now because these are just observations, them and the, and the particulars in that particular industry, they're going to have to make decisions on stadiums and the rest of these things. It is going to be linked 
to the Nets NFL contract. The Nets NFL contract for the first four years is going to be lower. Everything will stay pat. They've been talking of their everything will stay pat. They know that they lost a lot of money and a lot of negotiating power. Everybody's going to lose it. When the new contract starts for the first four years, it will be flat for the first four years. The fifth year, it will increase dramatically. So that is one of the things that's going to change what's going to happen. Because they all, the NFL realized and college football realizes, but the other people will realize it too late. That's because I'm also saying that the SEC deal that is coming in 2023 will be a gigantic loss leader for ESPN. I mean, it's not a gigantic loss towards ESPN. And one of the reasons I say that it's going to be a gigantic loss is because once the SEC, which used to be a, which used to be seen as a separate thing, it's always been Alabama versus the world, and CBS used to cover it as as Alabama versus the world. Now it's Alabama versus everybody else, and it goes back to the way it was before CBS owned before CBS got exclusive rights to the SEC on CBS. It goes back to that particular aspect. So in 2023, that is what we're headed towards. Now, that's going to be a disappointing end. And you're going to see um, a lot of changes in the college football way of doing things, especially in that particular sense. And there was, in certain ways, a backlash to that. You lost a year. That year is never going to come back, no matter how many times people say it. A lot of industries in the entertainment industry is going to collapse. And then... The psychological changes that will happen to this industry and to this world is ginormous, especially in the United States. One of the biggest observations I am starting to see is the strength of certain entities of entertainment over others. So all I got to do is look at the ratings so far. Just give me a second. Let me show you what I mean. All I had to do was look at the ratings. And the ratings are showcasing very shocking things. Excuse me. Very shocking things. The shows that we're doing in 2000 and while they, they continue to Rise as nothing else is on. The other show, Wrestling, is surviving via tape, and one of it is live, and it's staying at 9,000. That's AEW, despite no audience and all the rest of these things and whatnot. The anime industry, even though in Japan it's going along on a 
even clip, certain shows were delayed. Tsunami is going to have a delay of a lot of their dubbed works for many, many, many months. I'm saying December before we even get any new episodes out. And then they're going to say, okay, January 20, 2000, 2021 will be the earliest date right after New Year's of next year. Because it's going to take a lot to rebuild all these things. Easy to destroy, a lot to rebuild. Another observation that I am beginning to see and this deals with politics, and I'm going to talk about a little bit about Michael Greer. That's John Michael Greer in a little, a little bit. Is the rise of Caesarism? That means Caesar is coming. We're at that point. And I said last week about all the machinations of. Uh, of what this particular show Gravitas from India was talking about, about what China has been doing. And a lot of Japanese sources are now saying the exact same thing. Japanese Twitter users are saying these things. They're saying that China is running the WHO and for that time being was running the UN. One of the things that is going to come out later on this year, and Michael Greer in an interview with Herodox mentioned this particular point, that the Democratic Party <clears throat> in one of his blog posts where Herodox was mentioning, um, Herodox was um, saying, uh, Mr. Green were saying that the Democratic Party is going to be revealed to have done some amazingly shitty things. And I mean deeply shitty things. And it affects the entertainment industry, it affects all the rest of these things and whatnot. Once this particular coronavirus thing comes to a head, it's reaching that point now. I believe the next two weeks is pretty much going to be the end of what I am considering stage one, because there will be a stage two in November, and there will be a stage three in a couple couple years from now, or the third wave of it will come sometime between 2020, 2021 and 2022, between the end of that one. So they will be watching over these particular things and whatnot as well. One of the things he said is that there is going to be very, very, very extremely unpositive news from the Democratic Party. Very disappointing news. And it is going to set the Democrat Party ablaze. So that's one of the things he said from Herodox. What I am thinking that is going to happen is that it's related to what is going on that Gravitas is saying in the Indian uh, show from WOIA. 
from that particular place that Gravitas is saying that is connected to what is going on in India and what India is talking about in a whole lot of these things. The aspects of this, well, it's more right wing. And then you have Gao that is also talking about China and all the rest of these things and how to cover and how the things covered up. Anybody that is connected to China after this coronavirus thing is over. And once they figure out that a lot of shit is connected to China, it will be the greatest disaster the Democratic Party will have ever faced. Now, certain conspiracy theorists have come out, come out, said there were talked to Cliff High, who did web bob making and all the rest of these things. He doesn't do web bob making anymore because he said that certain aspects of this would be becoming more censored or there was a loss of technology. I'll get to that in a minute because that is also going to come to a head. The whole technological thing is also going to come to a head. Something that it was also said in Rich Dad, Poor Dad uh, podcast a couple days ago. One of the things that High is saying is that a majority of the Democratic Party's people are too old. The youngest one is not that intellectually sound. The youngest star, which is, is not as intellectually sound as you think that she is. That's Cortez. The Democratic Party, as it exists right now, is not going to survive until and unless, and this is more of a prediction. This is more of a, a prediction. This is not necessarily what's going to happen until and unless a lot of people in the black intelligentsia throw, throw away a lot of the, what they call the, the semi-bougie, which they call it in, in black community, in the black community, the symbol of the bougie side of the game, and they throw them out, and the Democratic Party becomes a polarity majority African-American party. That is its only direction it has left. Looking at the whole thing, because, and this is the, the reality of the situation as it is, I want you to go back to what Harry Belafonte said in 2004. When, I mean, 2000, 2005, Obama and Hillary Clinton were there. I want you to go back to that um, piece and I want you to listen to those pieces and how he connected it to the civil rights movement and all the rest of these things and whatnot. And how he put, the, and how he put those two things together. I want you to listen very carefully to what I'm about to tell you, okay? That speech is going to become the rallying cry, the rallying cry for the African-American community to take more ownership in the Democratic Party because what they're going to find out, what they're going to find out and what is becoming very dark is that a lot of the things that they found with the Epstein data, it, and this is the whole Q thing, Q, 
I'm not saying the Q is right or wrong. That's not what I'm trying to say. But the observations I am beginning to see is that China was used as a go-between between the things that were funneling money all over the world in order to keep up appearances, especially with this, with the Democratic Party and the People's Republic of China. And that a lot of the things with the um, academics, with schools and all the rest of these, the funding of these particular schools, not just from football, basketball, and all of these other things, but also money coming in from Chinese resources. And when you have the money, you get to control the narrative. And what they're going to find out is that after all the investigations are coming up and coming through, there is going to be such a backlash that how can a left-wing party stand when a majority of their intellectual powerhouses were all taken over by China or those connected to China. The screws will be put to that country in ways you cannot possibly predict. Hollywood ain't going to be the same after this because they were taking funding from China. A lot of the movies were taking funding from China and all the rest of these things. You are going to see a lot of businesses and possibly one mid-major and possibly one major. I'm already sensing that there is a deal being set up for Viacom CBS to be bought by Verizon. I've already said this 18 months ago. It is now getting even closer to that day. Verizon, AT&T, and Comcast will own ABC, CB... Well, well, hold on. Well, let me repeat myself again. Verizon, AT&T, and Comcast will own TBS, CBS for, uh, for Verizon in the future, and Comcast will own NBC. Universal. And Comcast is all, owns ABC. You will see that happen. I want you to look at Disney very closely. And I want you to understand one thing and one thing only. For Bob Iger to leave that company and to be on a, of, of an amateurist role until he finally leaves in 2022. And they only put this guy there for a two-year contract. The Murdochs are going to take over Disney. Watch what's going to happen once they take over Disney. I want you to watch what happens when they take over Disney. They will take over Disney. It is a fate of complete. It is going to be a ginormous sea change from the way Disney has used to done its thing. The way the, way the business has been done for Disney. That doesn't mean old Fox is going to do this and all these other things. No, they are going to become a powerhouse just as all day. You're going to have four companies. The other one, Sony, goes it in. I want you to listen to this mid-major. The mid-major that could be having problems 
want you to listen very carefully to this. The mid-major that could be having problems is a company that either it could be NGM possibly that's the mid-major, but that mid-major could be Lionsgate. It could be all these other, it could be Lionsgate that might not make it through. I do not see any of the major four companies and Sony. I, I see them surviving. I see them getting out of this. One, I think one of the mid majors is going to fall. If one of the main four falls, all signs point to Warner Brothers. That's my observation. All signs point to Warner Brothers. All signs point to Warner Brothers. And let me make this very clear. Why do I say that it's Warner Brothers that could be the major that falls? Their AT&T is handling a argument that has been going on for almost 25 years between Turner and Warner Brothers. And that argument is now being acerbated with the things they're doing with Crunchyroll, making them the de facto future owners of Warner Brothers Animation, when those things start to collide, watch out. It's not going to be pretty. I say that mid-major is going to fall. Be careful. But if they some, if AT&T and Cooler Heads prevail, especially in AT&T's corner, and if they use AEW as a bulwark to get to have to come back into the good graces of a lot of fans, especially with a lot of their IP. Because a lot of their IP is weak at this particular point and will be weaker with, yes, ladies and gentlemen, the comic industry is dead. It was falling in the 1993, kept falling down, speculation bottles again, SJW shenanigans in 2016, doesn't matter. It's dead. Go look at um, Complex TV and the whole rest of it. It's done. It's done. They're not going to get the printers up. Sorry, folks. They're done. The comic industry, as we have known it today, is done. They can make more money reprinting old issues than they will making new issues. They're not going to make you money there. You want to know how they're going to go around this to get their newer stars there and all these independents there? Watch the double trick they're going to do. They're going to use anime as a way to gain assets back into the entertainment industry. It ain't going to work. The Japanese, if they get through this, and they will, you're going to buy everything not nailed down starting 2021. I think that delaying the Olympics may have been the biggest godsend to Japan we have ever seen in years. And I'll explain in a minute. Here's what I mean. What I mean is, is that in 2020, a lot of people were going to start asking questions about, oh, Japan, the sick man of Asia, Japan, this. Japan, that, blah, 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 yakety, smackety, right? It is July 
2021. The people that were going to make the nonsense and the voices of the nonsense are no longer going to be there. Do you know why? Because between now and that date, the whole journalism apparatus that we have all across the West and even in Japan will be reformed or disavowed or consolidated. You're beginning to see some of it here. And what is going to happen from the schools on in, there is going to be a reevaluation of what they consider important into the whole thing if they're going to continue to lie. Does that mean free speech today? Look, you're going to have Cesarism. Cesarism doesn't necessarily mean free speech. But if the Cesar or Cesars or all these other things that could happen, we may not even have a Caesar. We may even have something of the, the notion of say the triumvirate that you still have a president, vice president, that order thing, but you're going to have not necessarily regional control, but semi-confederation type stuff in that particular sense to prevent these pandemics to go absolutely out of control. So they now not going to be split by 50 states so much as they're going to be split by somewhat regional setups in certain ways. But the journalism in the era that we had seen there is not going to exist anymore. One of the things that's going to happen, especially with the downgrade of a lot of these technologies, the technology is going to go back to its basic roots. And it's going to be more physicalized and more tactile. That, do, that, that does not mean the internet is done. No. That means that there will be physical aspects to the products that we buy. And the whole app store concept and the whole all of these other things are going to fall in by the wayside. What is going to happen is now you have heard of Urban and all the rest of these things. We're going to have a similar technology today. But the problem is, is that what is going to happen with the cell phone? What is going to happen with the day and all the aftermath there? My main concern and why I say Zazarism is coming is that they are going to try. They're going to find out things about this virus that is going to blow people's minds and realize that this was a bioweapon. But the longer they deny this is a bioweapon, the more they're going to put control on other people. So if they want to save China and everything they want to do, this is some of what Michael Greer, uh, John Michael Greer is going to keep saying about the baby boomers and their final gasp in America. If they try to try and defend China, 
after everything is said and done, there's going to be a backlash. If they win, Cesarism comes, it comes in there, you're going to get this quantum chip on you and all the rest of it. We're going to take your temperature and all the rest of it. Once it's done, then you will have some sort of mark that we can use as identification. No real ID, no nothing, all the rest of that shit. You're screwed. You're screwed, folks. That is what they're going to do. Then we're going to release all the ancient technology and we're going to have the future back on. Finally! All you millennials, you were crying for the future of the technology. It just came about five years a little late. But better late than ever, you're going to be 47 years old and in the peak of your powers. Come by, spin, cold, zoom all over it. That's if they defend China. The intellectuals that are baby boomers and all that, that's if they defend China above all else to make sure that the money, the money spigots keep rolling. The money spigots are still rolling. Money printer go as the Zoomers and the millennials go like, what the hell is this? The money printer continues to go The money printer is going to break. That's another observation I'm going to say to y'all. The money printer is breaking, bruh. Come on, there's a machine and machines break. And so once the money printer breaks, where y'all going to go? Money printer is going to break and your motherfuckers are going to break a lot of windows before this, this thing is said and done because you set this thing up to fail. When they find out the truth about this virus and how its application is done and why it was so destructive in certain places and when they finally realize it's a bioweapon, if they defend China, we're screwed. If they don't defend China, watch out. Because the backlash is going to be severe. I am leaning towards China getting screwed over like I've predicted for 10 years. They have, they have reached a point where all of the plans of them trying to get away from communism didn't work. They played themselves into a corner. The lies are no longer going to be accepted. There are too many countries asking too many questions about what the hell is going on over there. And guess what's going to happen? Brothers and sisters, y'all have reached the end of y'all ropes. Y'all reached the end of y'all ropes. There is a future for the Chinese people. It does not have the PRC as their mainstay. It does not have it. Now, what happens after? It could be that there could be split states. There could be different states that have different controls. A lot of the liberals and a lot of the Marxists are going to get mad that this thing will, will happen, but... This was thing was going. They also predicted this in books that China was going to lead, was going to change, and they will become a society where they had their time in the sun, and now they had their day. They had their moments, but an event like this is Chernobyl. 
Will they have leaders that will have similar symbolism as Russia did with Putin concerning the old days with Stalin, all the rest of it? I did not say he's Stalin. That's not what I'm saying. But a similar archetype of that particular setup. Yeah, there will be some, there will be archetypes of that. It will not be China as we have known it. A lot of people are not going to be ha a lot of liberals are not going to be happy about it and, and especially a lot of liberals who say, "Look, the technocracy and all the rest of these things, they have to happen for humanity to move forward." Really? Really? Uh, are you serious? We have to have trust in the technology and all the rest of these things. One of the things that's going to happen with the simplification of this technology, and, and once they begin to realize how they built this virus and how this virus was built to stop SARS-1, which actually caused even a greater disaster than SARS-1, and why this thing would have been stopped like SARS-1, if China wasn't meddling in international affairs like it has been, as Gravitas was talking about earlier, one of the things they're going to do with this technology is that they are going to make a realization that social media, the way they handle social media and the way they handle their, their is based on databases and surveillance. That surveillance is the problem, not the solution. And that they are going to move away from these technologies that uses databases and side server scripting, which is database scripting and all the rest of these things into the simple code the simple holding of the code in one place and the way the code talks to other places without interfering or putting all of these cookies in that particular place. I'm going to make this real clear. There will, there will be a, um, a thing concerning cookies that they're going to have to retrofit the cookie or the cookies in as we know it now will not exist. There will be a way that blockchain as it is now is not viable. All of it is going to change. The major companies such as Amazon, Apple, and all the rest of it will go back down to the way it was almost to the point where they were in 2000, which is a disaster incoming. The law of the IP that they hold, that is going to make the money. They're going to turn into more of an entertainment platform. Both Apple and Amazon and all that, they're going to turn into more entertainment platform because they built out enough of a war chest with their IP, with their entertainment, that they will be able to survive on it, but they will not be the same types of bookstores and all the rest of these things and whatnot. One of the things that Greer was talking about is food, is medicine, and the whole nine yards. And manufacturing, and the whole nine yards. Same thing with 
Cliff High, same thing with a lot of people, all the rest of these things. And uh, Kunzer has recently written something about all these particular things as well. One of the things is going to happen in 2021 when the people that are finally able to go to the Olympics, hopefully this the second stage wasn't as worse as the first. It wasn't as bad as the first stage. So there's only going to be like a two-week delay, make sure everybody's there. We learned from last time, put everybody in place, get at the full food and whatnot, and then we'll get out of this in November. There in November, after the election, we're done. After the election, we'll have Thanksgiving dinner. We'll say our graces. We'll throw away it. We'll have a big New Year celebration, throwing away this godforsaken year. And I mean, it will be some of the biggest celebrations I've ever seen. That's a good thing. I'm coming out. And then we're going to talk about Tokyo 2020. When they look at the railroads and all these other things, and you're going to see planners, city planners, Coming into Japan and saying, how are we going to do this? How are we going to make things local? When they see all their buildings coming out and how they build all these particular things and whatnot, you know what is going to happen. See those old railroad tracks today? They're going to be digged out and rebuilt. They're going to be digged out and rebuilt. That's your that's your job program for the next 20 years. They're going to dig out every damn railroad track they did not build and don't some they will build. They said, folks, look, this is it, folks. I'm sorry. This has to be dug out, rebuilt it. Oh, it's the cause, the problem. Car's not the problem. It is, the car can only do so much. The railroads are going to come back. They have no choice. And the majority of these railroads, they're going to be brand new railroad companies as a result of this. The railroads are going to take three hours. Every day, three hours. Just shipping produce back and forth and back and forth. They just gonna be shipping produce every three hours on frosted cars. They're gonna have to rebuild the frosted car. They're gonna they're gonna be shipping produce back and forth, medical supplies back and forth. Everybody's worried about safety. Doesn't matter. They're not going to put it on a trucking line. It has to go through the railroad system. They're going to do it back and forth every three hours. There's your jobs program, folks. You're going to have to rebuild every single piece of railroad broken, and you're going to have to build new railroads. They're going to have to rip out the whole Eastern Seaboard Railroad system and finally put a MagVev line on it. They got no choice. Two billion, they spent two trillion dollars on financialization. They need 15 trillion to rip out the whole thing and put a new track 
and put a maglev track on the major sides of the day and make sure everybody works together on this particular project. They have no choice. That's your, that's your economic restructuring plan. You gotta build the railroads first. Once you build the railroads, you're gonna build, you're gonna build airport, you're gonna, re, we're gonna rebuild the day. The airlines are gonna come back, that's fine. The airlines are gonna come back, that's fine. But, but here, here's my, here's the caveat with this. I want you to listen to this caveat. The airlines are going to come back, but I want you to listen very carefully to this. There is not going to be three major airline companies. There's not going to be six airline companies. I want you to listen to what could happen. The government is going to nationalize the airlines. It's going to be fully government owned. They have reached the same point that they reached with Amtrak. They're going to nationalize the airplane lines. That means all of it is nationalized. They're going to nationalize all the airlines and all the airlines become government workers because it has now become a national security issue. That means everything, the whole not they, they, they're nationalizing all the airlines. One airline company is a government airline that they're partly owned by the government. It may be called AirTrack. Get it? AirTrack, Amtrak, get it? AirTrack, Amtrak. We're going to have a nationalized railroad line and a nationalized airplane line. I'm sorry. Oh, we're going to have to nationalize healthcare? <laughs> Let me get to that in a minute. But we're going to have those airlines. Those airlines, you're going to deal with those prices. The prices will fall and rise depending on oil. So it will be harder to get on the bit. They'll nationalize their airlines. All the airlines are going to be owned by the government. Now, will it be bad? Will it be good? It doesn't matter. It's too late. It's a national security issue. And you cannot have private companies. They, they bailed them out too many fucking times. It's time for them to be nationalized. It's over. Now they could sell the thing the same way they sell Amtrak, the same way they sell PBS. Here's another thing that's going to happen, especially with the entertainment industry, especially with the BBC, the NHK, and the P and PBS. Are you ready for this? All three of those public broadcasting companies are going to be either they don't want a similar situation with CTTV. What is going to happen is the four mid-majors. Are you ready for this? As, as long with the major networks, the four main majors are going to have a say in PBS. The BBC is going to be this is going to be ripped from having them to pay their fees, which means more American money is going to go into the BBC. NHK is going to go the same route PBS is going to go in the future. 
That means each of the four companies are going to put a sludge fund similar to the way C-SPAN is done with the major cable companies. They're going to put a slush fund together to keep everything on the keel. But it will mean the end of the EI laws. All they have to do is put this money into a slush fund. Once they put the money into the slush fund, that is their budget. No more day, no more uh, um, day. That's their slush fund. They have to deal with what they deal with. Government puts also put some money into the slush fund. But that means that the EI laws will no longer exist. Let the entertainers entertain and let the educators educate. That is also what's going to happen. Online schooling is not working at this particular point. But a certain type of distance learning will, you're going to see AR and VR work in that particular sense as well. I want to get to what I was about to say before I end this here. One small note about what I was saying earlier about health care and health insurance, nationalized health insurance. It's not going to happen, folks. It's not going to happen. Nationalized health insurance is not going to happen. What will happen is another version of Obamacare. It depends on what happens with this China thing. If they protect China, it's Obamacare 2.0. If they don't protect China, it's similar to what they have in Australia. That is as far as it will go. It will not survive any new pandemics. There will be more pandemics. There will be more of these things happening. Greer is saying it. Other people are saying it. Uh, even though you may not like uh, uh, astrology or may not deal with that whole particular thing or whatnot. But this is what he says. Look, don't take occultist words too generously. But, uh, or don't take it at face value. Just see there's another... Let's just say data point. But there will be no nationalized health insurance. It is just not, po it will still not be possible. Because here's what's going to happen. The healthcare system. And the way things are structured in this country is that you're not going to have that type of insurance. Is it? It is the avoidance of death. It is the avoidance of accepting the mistakes that humanity has made what i am begun going to start to begin to see in this in the in this particular aspect where all these things are happening and whatnot is the beginnings of a deconstruction in medical uh things that has to deal with medicine i think there will be such a thing where for five, six, seven years, maybe longer, there's going to be a lot more doctor shows. A lot of the doctor shows, such as the ones for um, uh, 9-11, and 9-1-1, a Lone Star, those types of shows. New Amsterdam is going to last longer than it did. 
all these other shows are going to last. They're going to be more of the nurses and all the rest of it, and all these particular things are going to happen. Yeah, there's still going to be cop shows today, but there will be way more medical shows as these things start to end. You're going to see more of this because they're trying to get through the pandemic, and then you're going to see this movement towards a holistic health. Uh, it's going to be even 10 times uh, uh, more expanded especially as the things are going through there because they're starting to realize that a lot of the connections to this particular thing was because of the way we use science to that. And one of the big reasons that encapsulates all of these things is that the educational, the way where we do education in this country is going to be radically reformed. And I mean, and I don't mean necessarily online and I don't mean all of these videos. I mean, dramatically reformed because the way the elites or those that put themselves in position of power have done us wrong is now affecting the way this particular society sees itself. And the way the society looks at things. And the way the society sees itself. I think there will be a restructuring of the way we see history, as Mr. Greer saying, has been saying in his blog. Other people are saying this as well. There's even other places that are saying that there is going to be a massive restructuring of history. And there will be a reckoning concerning about education, um, uplift, and all the rest of these things. How there were a question that was asked on Twitter before this particular incident with this pandemic took place about education and how education was still was having some issues and all the rest of these things. And one Twitter user, and I'm paraphrasing, was talking about this in this particular sense. Okay, we put we put our emphasis on education and all the rest of these things. And we're now seeing the disasters that we're seeing in the university side of the thing, where the, all the safe spaces and liberals and the whole lot of it, but they're also not teaching these students how to become successful human beings. Then when they realize and begin to look at it and to see that a lot of these children, despite everything that they have been taught, they're not retaining that knowledge. So is it something in that particular knowledge or something of that nature that is causing them not to retain that knowledge and not to be taking the next step into taking that knowledge and applying it to other places? Or is the people doing the applying of that knowledge are uh, uh, disengaging the students or is are there discombobulating at the source or discombobulating on certain on dismantling this whole or the student before he even gets a chance to apply that type of knowledge is it the even the knowledge that he needs to succeed in his own place? Because 
A lot of these are going to become more localized in the future. Is it the thing that we need to succeed in his own place? One of the things that's going to happen is there is going to be a radicalized shift. And I do mean a radicalized shift towards food production. Not I did not say hospitality. I did not say all of these things and whatnot. They're going to nationalize the air, the, the, the air services. That's what I mean. But there is going to be a move towards agriculture. And I'm talking about agriculture and the things they have to deal with building up agriculture. There may be new technologies that may be coming out that may need university type work, but the university as it exists today is not going to so much exist in the future. That's something you have to watch out for. It's an observation that I'm beginning to see. Now, let me get to one more part. We almost went for an hour. And this is the thing that I'm going to tell you about. Also, another thing you're going to see related to the healthcare thing is you're going to see all because of the way the psychological damage this pandemic has done and to the faith, especially a lot of faiths closing all day when they start reopening. There is going to be calls to come back to the old time religion and all the rest of these things and whatnot and the separation between the people and how the churches are going to handle it. If each of the major religions cannot ha does not handle it correctly, and I don't think they will, you're going to see the rise of these cults. And in that particular sense, again, Mr. Greer had, had some posters in Mr. Greer's website are saying, and he said this in Herodox, in the Herodox interview, that... A lot of baby boomers are starting to build these clubs. They're suicide clubs. I'm not, I'm shitting you not. They're building suicide clubs. And as this thing starts dropping away, and this thing did, these suicide clubs are going to start increasing. And they're going to pull, there's going to be and I'm going to say this is a connection to what I'm about to say next. You're going to see a lot of these suicide clubs and you are just going to see mass suicides. Whether political, intellectual, all the rest of it, you're just going to see them just when they don't get their way. And things are not going to nature, and they fear Caesarism and all that. Suicide is the only option outside of it, and that, and that's the end of the story. And they are going to, and it's going to be a mass mass suicide events starting in 2021, 2022. That's what I'm observing. It's already starting. A lot of them is going to be baby boomers reach the end of their rope. They can't get out of this country where they're trapped. 
They don't want to be seen as sinners and all the rest of these things. They miss the connection to the church. They come back to the church. A lot of people have changed. They're doing all sorts of things they never thought they would have done. And, and, and the church is already in trouble and all the rest of these things. Revelations come and come out and all the rest of these They can't take it. And they see the cities possibly burning down because people don't have work and all the rest of these things. They lost power. They lost political power. And all these things are talking about nonsense that they don't want to exist. A lot of people are not connected to each other, especially a lot of them that have been trying to tell them this is not the way to go. This is not the whole thing. Said it's over. They end their lives. They join these clubs. Last place they want to join men's clubs and all of these things, it'll be mass suicides. Then they're going to come up and say, oh, they built these cults, these weird-ass cults and all the rest of these things to start mass suicides. A lot of it on the liberal end, a lot of it with the baby boomers who were joining in the liberal end as yuppies and all the rest of these things. This is the day of the, they'll make it into such a beautiful party where everybody's in there. And then when the party ends, the white goes, they drink the day. They commit suicide on mass. A whole lot of them commit suicide. Next day, the cops come up and say they did this party. It's a going away party. What is the state going to do when their their pensions are going to be gone? So it's just better off. Hey, chill. Hey, we die. It's cool. And, and that's what's going to happen. They will never accept the future. Another day... One major thing that's going to lead into this, the aftermath of this crisis, Richard Cooper, Paulo Tomasi, have been saying on Twitter, and they have been on task about this, is there are going to be more divorces, not reinstitutions of marriage, but more divorces during the time of this coronavirus tragedy than there has been in years because when they realize who they married, a lot of them women realize who they're married and they begin to reminisce on the good old days and they miss the smell of the outside and they're tired of taking care of the kids and all the rest of these things and they're still kind of young and all the rest of these things. And when they start partying, their biological natures, especially now, look, here's the thing that people don't understand. What I've been saying is been, I've been saying this for a while now, duh. Biological, philosophical, way of how women behave has been hacked by Instagram and all the rest of these things. And right now, coronavirus does not affect these young women as they do younger men, as they do older men, as they do older women. Okay? It doesn't affect them. The strange thing about this is that it affects older men, so it should be more time for the younger men to get a but not so it also affects younger men it affects men of many ages even work just as bad possibly as they do with 
the others. So you're beginning to see younger females get into these roles and all the rest of these things as well. So it should be a boon for them, right? Not so. Not so. What is going to happen is there is going to be an increase of divorce. And when the increase of divorces, you're going to see a lot of older women coming up and say, oh, we're going to party, this, that, and the other thing. This is somewhat connected to the whole suicide thing is because men are going to feel left out and they say they did all the right things. It's not my fault. It's not my fault. And it isn't their fault. But women's biology will not be denied. And once the government starts opening the doors during summertime and all the rest of these things and people start going out more, and well, they'll have to wear masks and all the rest of these things. And then they start feeling that connection again. They don't care if that person had Corona, don't have Corona, may future have Corona, all the rest of these things. They're going to start cheating. And they're going to start feeling good again. This may be also related to what is going to happen in the inner cities. Um... A lot of these, a lot of these elite women want the adventure and all the rest of these things. We're breaking down the system, They're not doing that. Even one of them is saying on Twitter, I became a tanky because of all the bullshit that's going on with the government. They want the sense of adventure and all the rest of these things and whatnot. And then they don't get their way and all the rest of it. They're going to go to some man. They will give them that type of leeway. It is going to be connected to a lot of these. There's going to be a lot of divorced men, a lot of older divorced men who cannot travel because of the restrictions they're going to put in and all the rest of these things. They are not getting that. They did everything they could. They can't trust these women no more and whatnot. The women left them. They're running out of cash. Everybody's betrayed them. Mass suicide. That is what's going to happen. When the younger men see this, remember the second wave is going to come soon around around November, December. November, December, second wave of COVID-19 comes through. They'll be more prepared in November and December. And so we're going to at least have somewhat of a two-week break between right after, right at, right after Thanksgiving into the middle of December. And then we come back and then we have Christmas break. But we're going to have another surge, another fast surge. And then it will die down before the third wave hits. But it's going to get a lot of the younger people worse. That's why they have to close a lot of things down. So they're going to be a second wave. It's going to hit the younger people first. It will be seen as a younger people problem. And then they're going to back off a little bit. Things start restarting again in 20, uh, 2001, 2021. There's going to be a third wave somewhere at, after the Olympics. The third wave comes through. That will be the last one, hopefully. But there will be more shorter, faster ones that burn out real quickly. But there will be no order no, no, devastating. But the divorce rate is going to go higher because they got no money. A lot of these judges are going to come up and say, this, the way this thing is going is not looking good. Mass suicides on the, on the 
on a level we we cannot imagine. It will be you said that men die because of suicide more than women. It's going to be even worse. It's going to be way way worse. That's why I'm saying this now. Caesarism is going to come as a response to this particular problem more than any other problem because these men never did anything wrong and they're being divorced en masse because these women felt some sort of way. Caesarism is going to come because the government did not is is causing more problems than there are helping the situation. And one of the things that's going to happen with this particular issue is that there is going to be a, a, a not conciliate a conciliation into the way men and women treat each other. A lot of those that have gone into the whole thing with um, astrology and all the rest of these things are saying that it is very possible after what they found with COVID-19 with the effect on men's virility and masculinity and testosterone levels and sperm levels that it temporarily hinders them or could be permanent, permanent if one gets it. That after the divorce rates rise, after the COVID-19 pandemic, after all the things that happened with the TARP bailouts and all the rest of these things, and the way women ha are starting to respond to the pandemic, you're beginning to see it on Twitter. If you, if you go to Rolo Tomasi's uh, um, Twitter page and you see it, and then you begin to see all the, all of these things are going to lead to, look, you don't have to believe the astrologers. They're chiclet, basically. But the astrologers and Greer and others are leaning towards a worldwide sea change in the way men and women are responding to each other. And Rolo Tomasi is somewhat implying that it's reaching that point and Cooper doesn't want to say it's happening, but it is. And others are saying are trying to stop this from happening, but this disaster has opened the wound and it will not close. And this wound is not going to close. My observation is this. 2028, 2029, there's going to be finally a law from all of these medical issues, right? And all of the rest of these things. It is very, very possible that there will be a type of movement towards real doll, robot doll, android doll, that type of level of, of, um, physical attract that type of artificial attraction to something of a real doll all these other types of dolls it is 
going to reach to that level, especially to a lot of the Gen Zers and Gen X, the Gen Zers and a lot of the younger millennials. I want you to explain this. I want to explain this to everyone here. Once that happens, I want you to understand something real dark. Once that happens, human beings no longer exist as we have known them now. The human race will be genetically dis will be genetically dislocated from its genetic mores once that point takes place. So I'm saying, oh, transhumanism, transhumanism is going to happen whether we have a worldwide government or world one world order or all the rest of these things or not, or we have multiple entities acting as new kings of the world and all the rest of it or not. Human beings will be dislocated from this moorings if this thing takes place. Now, I don't want to believe in this. This is just chick lit BS, what have you. Roald Tomasi said that. And he said he's not a guru. Um, Richard Cooper's not a guru. None of them are guru. They're just trying to help men. But I am going to make this very clear. This thing with the coronavirus is a psychological plague just as much as this is a real plague. It is a psychological plague, non-touching, no communication, and all the rest of these things. How does a man survive by himself for himself? And it has been ripped out from him from this society. That's why ultimately, I said this a while back, and I'm going to repeat this again as I end this right now. It went a little too long, but I'm going to repeat this right now, and it has to do with religion. It's either Dos fault or it is the occult. And y'all going to have to make that choice in the West. If you choose one, you're going to have to build a society to allow you to succeed in one. If you choose the other, a lot of the things that society has accepted needs to fall away. I'm not telling you which one to choose, but I'm letting y'all know whatever choice you make, you better figure out how how you're going to survive on one. But I'm going to make this clear. The neoliberal order and the neoliberalism that we have lived through today cannot live too long. It's not going to live too long. If it stays the way it is, we got one world order and all the rest of it. And you don't want that. Y'all don't want that. But if it does happen, it will happen because nobody stepped up and said, I'm not going to take this bullshit anymore. It wasn't my fault. A plague, ultimately, a bioweapon was put on me. And I was forced to stay in my house with someone who really never desired me. And and now in a few months, she's going to divorce me to go be with Chad. 
wasn't my fault the plague did this to me. And he would be right, but it does not matter. Your society has to make that, the society, that you as a man has to make that choice of what type of society you want. Do you want the continuation of the, of the liberal order? Of the neoliberal order? Do you want those vote or do you want the occult? You gotta choose one of the three. Don't choose, it gonna choose for you. You gonna, you, you gonna suffer either way. You gonna suffer either way. This is the time right now, and I'm telling you today's the solutions. Today's solutions. This is the time right now. You have to develop yourself. If, if you can't find a way to develop yourself, you better figure out sooner rather than later. That's all I have to say about this subject. We went a little bit too long, but better long than not saying nothing at all. We'll be back. We'll be on this earth right after this. Welcome back. I know that a lot of you people are not huge anime fans or animation fans in turn, but we want to do something different as you guys are in this particular shelter in place and other quarantine uh, things that are going on all over the planet, especially in the United States. I just want to start this off with a little bit of strange Twitter um, things that I was trying to get through. Um, back when this whole Me Too thing started and all these particular things, whatnot, happened, it was a fascinating reality of the situation that there was a Twitter posting done by a lady saying that, oh, all men are evil, they sat in the other thing, and uh, why can't uh, uh, me and my daughter look at the stars without anybody having leering eyes and all these particular things and whatnot? In some ways, it was a clarion call that a lot of these women just don't like us. And I understand that. And in that particular point, it took me a little while to say, I don't really care anymore. If they like me or they don't, it doesn't matter. I have my own life to live. I got other things to do there. I listen to all the viewpoints. There's some that will work. It has to be tested in the in the actual ground. And if it don't work, it don't work. And it at many times in my life, it reaches to a point that a lot of the shit they talk about, especially with all of these things, don't work. However, I um had a there is a show out there called Asteroid in Love. Koirusu Asteroidal. It was written by Kubo, published by Hanupusha. In the demographic, it's a men's magazine, but it doesn't have any sets. Well, really, really, it doesn't. It, it, this is the type of manga, strangely enough, 
that has a mostly female cast. It's done for older folks. It showcased the cuteness and all the rest of these things, but it tells an interesting story in that particular sense. So they're still in the magazine called Manga Captain Carrot Chop Carrot Carrot. It started in 2017 and is still going on its original run. It is on its second volume at this point. The reason why I say this is because they now recently had an animated series which just recently ended on March 27th. It aired at ATX, Tokyo M at Sun, KBS, TVAM, BS11, which is some of their major networks that go through all of the provinces in Japan, prefectures in Japan. Jobo Kotom did the series, directed by Daisuke Haramaki and written by Yuka, Yuka Yamada. It is a four-panel manga series by Kuro serialized in the Senemai magazine. It has been collected in two Taikabon volumes. The animated series, like I said before, started on January 3rd. During her childhood, a girl named Mira befriends a boy named Ao and makes a promise to him to discover an asteroid. Upon entering high school, Mira joins the Earth Science Club, a merger of the school's astronomy and geology clubs, and reunites with Ao, who she discovers is actually a female. Alongside with their other fellow club members, Mira and Ao take part in astronomical and geological activities in the hopes of one day discovering an asteroid. That's basically it. That's basically the story. And so they had high genes. It's slow. It's methodical in certain aspects. There's some funny stuff. And there are a lot of stuff, especially for a lot of you astro you fans who are doing the asteroid things and whatnot for um, all these particular things and, and all the rest of it. There should be somebody that from who does the astrology thing, like uh, Etrion Petrov and all the rest of these things, that should be reviewing this show. So you'll see it on YouTube in a couple of months. So uh, they should be doing that review, and you, you should like it. it it'll be, be kind of nice. And a lot of the things they show, they showcase a lot of the American greatness and the rocket ships and, 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 and all the rest of these things. So if you want to see how Japan views the American um, space race, not unlike the ones they did a couple years ago with that um, other space show they did, if you want to see another view of view of it, um, Asteroid in Love is one of those particular things that you should do as the quarantine continues. Take your time. Actually, do what other people are doing. Give it one hour if you're especially you're busy and you are all day going through all these things. You don't like the whole action stuff and all the rest of it and whatnot especially a lot of you females out there who come up and say, oh, this, that, the other day. There's no, there's only like two or three men that even is in the whole series. Twelve weeks. I bet you in 12 weeks you will be going back to work. You will love this. You will like this series especially as well. We're not sure if it's going to get a second season. It should, but 
We'll see what happens. Something added into the solutions that we have today on Beyond This Earth. Ironically enough, one more thing, somewhat positive, the Japanese with the um, their um, satellite that is heading towards one of the asteroids uh, to shoot a somewhat of a rail gun in order to do spectral analysis. It's almost at that point, and we will be getting data on that soon. So you'll hear an update on that as well in the upcoming days and weeks and months ahead, hopefully. Thank you for listening. It is was a long show. We'll be back next week with an all-new episode. Take care. We will see you guys soon on Beyond This Earth. Over Hollaback here. Be safe, everyone, and take care.